2 Timothy chapter 3, we'll be looking at verses 14 through 17. Thankful to be a part of this church where we can rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Thankful for my mother, I know that many of you are. Thankful for my wife who selflessly serves our boys. And ultimately, I'm thankful to God for the many blessings that He's given to us. So let's, let's come to His Word now. Uh, and let's hear one of the best passages in the whole Bible about the Word of God. Uh, and see what God has to say to us today. So this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 14. God says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to pause even on this day and think about the blessings that we have in your word. God, would you show us what a treasure this book is? Would you show us that it points us to the greatest treasure, Jesus, Lord? And so would you help us, God, as you speak to us now, bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. What is the one thing that you can't live without? What's the one thing in your life that you can't live without? I know for some of you, it would be the coffee that you drink every morning. You don't get it, your day's going to be messed up. It's, maybe it's your sports team or the TV shows you like to watch. Maybe... It's social media. I know some of you are on it all day, every day, right? Social media is the one thing I can't live without. Maybe it's your family or your spouse, your job or your home. Maybe you'd say it's just food and water. I can't live without those things. If every one of us had to stand up here today and say, what's the one thing that we can't live without? We would hear a lot of different things. But my question for us today is how many of us would say it's the word of God? The one thing that I cannot live without in life is God's Word. Studies have shown that only 32% of Christians read their Bible every day. Only 11% of Christians have read the whole Bible. Brothers, you are less likely to read the Bible than the sisters in our church. Our black brothers and sisters are more likely to read the Bible than the rest of us ethnicities. And really, this pandemic hasn't helped much. Even though this past year we've spent more time at home maybe than ever, Bible reading has decreased by 5%. It just doesn't seem like the Word of God is the one thing that we can't live without. But God in His grace has brought us to this passage today and He's calling us to continue in the Word. Because you see, God's Word and the Gospel that it declares is the one thing that we truly cannot live without. Now, let me say this at the beginning. I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty today. When has feeling guilty about not reading your Bible ever motivated you to read your Bible? Probably never, right? But here's something that will give you a hunger for the Word of God today. Tasting just how good the Word really is. I mean, there's a reason that I don't live my life hungering for a McRib sandwich from McDonald's. But I do hunger for a filet from Longhorn Steakhouse. The reason is I've tasted both of those. 
One of them is good and one of them is not. If we could just taste and see how good the Word of God is, then I think that would give us a hunger for it. You see, God's Word is better than gold. It's sweeter than honey. It will never fail us. It will never fade away. God's Word is so good. And so it's my prayer for us today that we would see just how good the Word of God is and that we would delight to continue in it. So why is the Word so good? Well, look at our passage today. First, God's Word shows us Jesus. God's Word shows us Jesus. Paul is continuing to encourage Timothy in his ministry. He's just told Timothy that a godly life is not going to be easy. There are evil people in the world that are going to make it hard for him. But then we get to verse 14 and Paul says this, But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and, from, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings. You see, Timothy grew up learning the Bible that Paul calls these sacred writings. It was Lois, his grandmother, and Eunice, his mother, who taught the Word of God to Timothy. Paul actually tells us in chapter 1 of this letter that they were the ones who actually led Timothy to faith in the Lord Jesus. You see, they immersed Timothy in the Word of God and it bore much fruit in his life. Today is Mother's Day, and so here's some encouragement for you mamas and you nanas out there. Immerse your children in the Word of God. You want to be a good mom? Then teach your kids the Bible. Read the Bible with them. Tell them stories from God's Word. Memorize the Bible with them. Sing the Bible with them. Teach them the Bible. Studies have shown that Bible reading among children is the biggest factor that leads to spiritual health as a young adult. Moms, you want to leave a legacy for your kids. You want your children to grow up and be spiritually healthy. Teach them to read the Bible. Teach them the Word of God. Here's four quick, simple ways to do that, moms. Be an example. Let them see you reading the Bible. Number two, pretty simple. Buy them a Bible. Get them a Bible that's theirs, that they can read, that they can learn from. Number three, show them how to read the Bible. Don't just hand them the book and say, here, read this thing. Mark is a good place to start to show them how. And, and number four, just read the Bible with them. Open up your Bible and open up their Bible and read Moms, I know you want what's best for your kids. Sports are good. School is good. Friends are good. But God's Word is best. The best thing you can do for your kids is teach them the Word of God. And there's a reason that that's true. Look to the rest of verse 15. Paul says those sacred writings are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. You see, the, the Word of God, this book is a treasure to us because it shows us the greatest treasure, Jesus. The Bible is all about finding salvation in Christ Jesus. The Bible is not a self-help book. It's not a religious set of rules, do this, don't do that. It's not a secret code for how to determine the end times. It's not a moral guidebook that makes you a good person. The Bible is none of those things. Paul tells us right here in this verse what the Bible is. It is the writings that make us wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. 
The Bible is not basic instructions before leaving earth. The Bible is not about us. It's not even about you. The Bible is about Jesus. And we can find him on every page. Friends, there's no one more beautiful, more interesting, more amazing than Jesus. I know your TV shows are entertaining. I know social media is enticing. I know cable news is engaging. I know sports are exciting. But the greatness of Jesus is far more exceeding than anything else in this life. I mean, his salvation is unbelievable. His wisdom is unsearchable. His power is unbeatable. His kindness is unthinkable. His mercy is unimaginable. His grace is unfathomable. His love is unbreakable. His glory is undeniable. Jesus Christ is the treasure of heaven and earth, and God's word is a gracious invitation to come and treasure him, to see Jesus, to know Jesus, to experience Jesus, to treasure Jesus. And maybe if we looked for him in this book, if we found him on every page, that would motivate us to hunger for the word of God. You know, maybe we struggle to read the Bible because we struggle to find Jesus there. I know it's not the easiest book to read. I know there's parts of it that are really hard. But just, can you do something for me this week? Would, would you just open your Bible? Maybe grab a, a real Bible and turn your phone off. And, and just lay it before you. Open your Bible and just pray this prayer. Lord, show me Jesus. As, as I'm reading through your word, God, would you show me Jesus? Show me how great his salvation is. Show me how great of a treasure Jesus is. Lord Jesus, show me yourself in your word. If Christ really is the treasure that this book says he is, then it should be our delight to dig deep and to find him there. And it takes some digging sometimes, but it's worth it. It's so worth it. Brothers and sisters, let's hunger for the word of God because it shows us Jesus. Number two, God's word is profitable for us. God's word is profitable for us. Paul gives us another reason why the word of God is so good. Look at verse 16 again. Paul says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. When Paul thinks about how amazing the Bible is, he makes up a word. He takes the word God and breathed and just squishes them together. That word is nowhere else in the Bible. It's nowhere else in ancient writings. He just made it up because he thinks the word of God is so amazing. He says the scriptures are breathed out by God. They are god Breathe, the very breath of God. And that makes sense, right? It takes breath to speak. I mean, if I stop breathing, this sermon is over, right? It takes breath to speak. But how does Paul say these writings are the breath of God? Well, the claim of God's people throughout the centuries is that these human writings are the, also the very words, the very breath of God. The Bible was written over a thousand years by more than 40 different people, but it stands out as the one word of the one God as he speaks to us. Over 1,900 times the Bible says, thus says the Lord God. Peter In 2 Peter 1.17 says, No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, 
but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Men spoke, they wrote. We get the Bible and the Spirit moved through it all to be the very breath of God, the very words of God. And notice that Paul says all Scripture is breathed out. So the Bible doesn't just have the words of God and we've got to flip through it to find them. All of it is the Word of God. All Scripture is God breathed. And because it's the Word of God, that means it's good for us. Notice that Paul says in verse 16, Scripture is profitable for us. God gave us His Word for a reason. He intended His Word to work in our lives. God didn't give us His Word so we could have a nice book sitting on a table in our living room. He intended that this book would actually be profitable to us. And notice how it's profitable for understanding the truth. Paul groups these first two words together, teaching and reproof. That means the Word of God can teach us what is true, and it can also show us what's false. Scripture is the lens through which we see what's truth and what is error. The Bible teaches us to understand truth. Notice also it's profitable for understanding how to live. Paul groups the other two words together, correction and training. The Word of God can correct us when we're not living the way that God wants, and it can train us to live a life of righteousness. Scripture is the lens through which we see how to live and how not to live. The Bible is profitable for understanding how to live. And now let's be honest, isn't this what we all want? Don't we all want to know what the truth really is? And don't we all want to know how to live our lives? I mean, there's a reason that Americans spent $40 billion in 2020 on self-help books. We want to know what's true and we want to know how to live. We're trying so hard to find the secret to knowing what's true and how to live. Friends, it's no secret. It's not been a secret for thousands of years. It's right here in this book. This book teaches us what's true and how to live. If you want to know how to live your life, it's right here in this book. So that means if you want to be blessed, and I'm sure that most of us do, then we need to get our noses in this book. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on it day and night. If you want to be successful, get your mind in this book. God told Joshua to not to turn away from the law from the left or the right, that he may have good success wherever he goes. If you want to be pure, then get this book into your heart. Psalm 119.9 says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding his heart according to your word. If you want to be holy, then, then get this book into your life. John, Jesus prayed in John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Make them holy in the truth. Your word is truth. I know it can be hard to read the Bible at times, but God is clearly telling us that this book is good for us. It's profitable for us. You know, we listen to our doctors. We listen to our exercise trainers. We listen to our friends. I know some of y'all are listening to influencers on Instagram. Why not listen to God and trust him when he says his word is profitable for us? Brothers and sisters, let's hunger for God's word because it is 
profitable. You know, today, some of you, the best profit that you can receive from the Word of God is that you might receive salvation in Jesus Christ. Remember I said earlier, the Bible is all about Jesus and the salvation that He offers you. And before you start looking to this book to learn how to live, you need to look to this book to receive the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. Maybe some of you here today have never believed in Jesus, never received that gift of salvation. Then I would encourage you to do that today. God's Word tells us that on your own, you cannot please God. You are a sinner. You have fallen short of His glory. But this book tells us the good news is that Jesus loves sinners. He came for us. He lived for us. He died for us so that we might have the hope of heaven. If you would confess your sins today and trust in Jesus, believe in Him, you can be saved today. Let the Word of God be that profitable to you today that you might be saved and know the hope of salvation in Christ. You can call out to Jesus right now, right where you're seated, to come and to save you. Let the Word of God profit us as we seek to be saved and to live in that salvation. The Word of God is profitable. Lastly, number three, God's Word equips us for good works. So the Word shows us Jesus, the Word is profitable, and it equips us for good works. So Paul gives us one last reason that the Word of God is so good. Look at verse 17 again. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. That word complete means able or it has the idea of someone who's completed their training to do something. But training for what? What does Paul tell us? Well, being equipped for every good work. The word of God doesn't just profit what we believe and how we feel. It also equips us to go and do good works that Jesus has called us to in the world. If you can remember from a few weeks ago, that word good works doesn't mean just being a good person. It means doing the good things that God has called us to do. Things like serving the poor, welcoming the immigrant, seeking justice for the oppressed, helping the orphan and the widow, caring for the sick. And these things are so important for Paul. Just 13 times alone in in the three letters to Timothy and Titus, Paul 13 times mentions the need for good works. You see, for Paul, continuing in the Word goes way beyond you. Now, I know some of you love to sit in your comfy chair at home by the window. You love to sip your coffee in the morning and read your Bible. You snap pictures of it for Instagram, and you get get all the feels and the warm fuzzies. But Paul doesn't just have that in mind. Being in the Word is not just about special time with Jesus. It's about being equipped to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this broken world. Certainly go spend some special time with Jesus. Hey, and keep taking pictures. I I like seeing them. But don't let it stop there. Being in the Word of God is about being equipped to go and make a difference in the world for Jesus. If we're going to make a difference in the world full of hurting and needy people, then we need the Word of God desperately. Because I don't know about you, but I can be selfish sometimes. I can get mad at my kids because it's 10 o'clock. It's way past the time for me to be a parent, and they need to go to sleep. I can ignore the struggles that our international friends face every day just to live in our city. 
I can get frustrated with guys on the street begging for money, just saying, why don't you go get a job? I can be annoyed that someone is coming to me with their same old problems again and again. And, and I'm a pastor. And my guess is that you can feel that way at times too. And that's why the Word of God is so good to us. You see, on our own, we would never be the hands and feet of Jesus. But when we continue in the Word of God, God equips us to do the work of Jesus in the world. And here's how that works. We look to the Word of God and we first see just how much Jesus did for us. Remember, the Bible is about Him. It's about His work to save selfish people like me and like you. The Word of God shows us God's great plan to send a Redeemer who would deliver us from the domain of darkness and the reign of selfishness in our own hearts. The Word of God shows us how Jesus lived to love us, how He died to save us, how He rose to make us alive again. If you're struggling to be the hands and feet of Jesus, maybe you need to get into the Word and see just how much those hands and feet did for you. Jesus loved us when we were heartless. He welcomed us when we were homeless. He served us when we were helpless. He cared for us when we were hopeless. The Word of God shows us just how much Jesus did for us. And when we get that, when we see what He's done for us, it will compel us then to go and do likewise. To our kids, to our community, to the guys on the side of the street, to anyone that God puts in our path. You see, let the Word of God wind you up tight like a rubber band and let it sling you out into a world full of hurting and broken people. To love other people, to serve other people, to act justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly. Let the Word of God equip you to preach the good news, to make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. Brothers and sisters, let's hunger for God's word because it equips us for good works. In 1963, the first missionaries met the Kimyal people in a remote village of Indonesia. The Kimyal people were a warrior people. They were hostile and violent. One of the first missionaries there was killed by a rival tribe. But God blessed the work among the Kimyal people, and, and eventually the whole village uh, came to trust in Jesus. And in 2010, after almost 50 years of ministry among them, a plane arrived to that village bringing the word of God in their language to them for the first time. The whole village came out to meet the plane, and as they took that box of Bibles off that plane, they handed it to Pastor Seward, and this is what he prayed. I've got it on the screen. It's beautiful. He said, Oh God, the plan which you had from the beginning regarding your chemyals, the month that you had set, the day that you had set has come to pass today. The promise that you gave Simeon that he would see Jesus Christ and hold him in his arms before he died. I have also been waiting on that same promise. Oh God, you looked at all the different languages and chose which ones would be put in to your word. You thought that we should see your word in our language. 
Today, the day you have chosen for this to be fulfilled has come to pass. Oh God, today you have placed your word into my hands just as you promised. You have placed it here in our land. And for all of this, oh God, I give you praise. Amen. The whole village was filled with dancing and singing. They were shouting and leaping. They were crying. The men of the village weeping to have God's word and their language in their hands. The treasure of God's word has finally come to the Kimyal people. I'm praying that we would treasure God's word like the Kimyal people. We've got Bibles on our bookshelves. We've got Bibles on tables at home. We've got Bibles in our cars. We've got the Bible on our phone, in our pocket, everywhere that we go. Praying that we would treasure God's word like those people. That it would be better to us than gold. That it would be sweeter to us than honey. I'm praying that we would spend our lives seeing Jesus in this book. I'm praying that we would profit much by living according to this book as God attends. I'm praying that we would be equipped to go into this world and be the hands and feet of Jesus by this book. And I'm praying that this book would be the one thing that we cannot live without. Will you join me in that prayer together now? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. What a treasure this book is to us. And it's a treasure, ultimately, because it shows us the greatest treasure that we have, Jesus Christ. Lord, what a blessing it is to know the hope of salvation. The hope of a Savior come to save a broken and rebellious people. A Savior who lived and died and and rose again so that we might have the hope of heaven. God, would you help us to dig deep into this book so that we might see the beauty of Jesus. God, for those who aren't in Christ, Lord, would you save them today? Would you show them how beautiful of a Savior he is? Would you call them to yourself so that they may repent and believe and be saved even today? God, would you help your word to profit us, to teach us what is true and to teach us how to live our lives? And God, would you equip us to go into this world to be the hands and feet of Jesus? And we thank you that those hands and those feet first loved us and first served us so that we may be those hands and feet to this world. God, we thank you for your word. What a treasure it is. Help us to treasure it like Pastor Seward and the Kim Yaw people, Lord. May this book be our treasure because it shows us Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen.